Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast of The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. So today we're going to be talking about bad habits. What are these things, what are these kryptonites in our life that just seem to overwhelm us? And it just seems as though it is so hard to kick, so hard to kill. When I think of kryptonite, I'm talking about that thing in your life where every time you want to say no, you end up saying yes. Every time you want to do the right thing, you end up doing the wrong thing. And so all of us, I believe all of us have a kryptonite in our life. As we mature, then I hope that those things change to where there are no longer kryptonites in our life, but maybe there's struggles and strongholds. But as far as something that will just, if it's presented to us, we're automatically, we already know we're going to fall in this area. And so I want to talk to you guys today about the kryptonite in your life. So in my life now as a Christian, I've been walking with God uh, for 10 years now, and I don't want to say that there are kryptonites in my life now. Now I think that they, the issues that I struggle with in my life are strongholds, but not severe to where I would say it's a kryptonite in my life. But in the beginning, when I was following God, uh, when I just started out, there were things in my life where there were kryptonites, strongholds that were so strong, um, I barely just gave them up or just trying to give them up, definitely gave them to God, but walking that thing out proved itself to be so difficult in my life. So what are your kryptonites? My past kryptonites in my life, one of the biggest ones that I've seen was just women. I mean, women that I found attractive, and I'm not talking about, um, okay, well, okay, I'm a lesbian and I just want to be in a relationship and, you know, have the American dream, all that stuff. I'm talking about strong lust, okay, to where it was just really just sexual. Yes, I wanted relationships, but there was another part of me that really drove to just want a sexual relationship with a woman that I found attractive uh, in one way, shape, form, or fashion. And I didn't want to stop trying to obtain her until I got her. Okay. And so that desire was so strong. I didn't care if she was dating some, someone, I didn't care, um, any personal issues that she had. I just wanted what I wanted and I wanted it now. That was a beast of its own. So I don't know what the kryptonites are in your life, and maybe for you, you are struggling with homosexuality and you find yourself uh, struggling with this, this same thing and it's a kryptonite in your life. Uh, alcohol, smoking, um, these things were definitely kryptonites as well in my life. I couldn't be around people who were drinking and not drink. That could not ever happen. I couldn't drink without, without also smoking. I couldn't be around people who were smoking and not smoke myself. And so these things were so strong. I'm talking about, it was, I, it was spiritual warfare. It was so strong. It pulled at me so strongly. I could not fight those things on my own. And frankly, I didn't want to. I wanted that. I wanted to fulfill the flesh desire within me. I needed it. I craved it. Okay. And so what is the purpose of the kryptonite in our lives? What is, what is it even for? I want to tell you this. First off, the enemy 
We're talking about Satan. Satan does not want anyone to understand who the true God is. Forget every other religion. I'm talking about the only religion that is true. The only God who has come to save and who, who performs the miracles that he does, who has defeated death, hell, and the grave, who can give us salvation. Satan does not want us to find that God. So he fills the world. He fills television. Um, he fills our minds with so many other types of gods. This also goes into the area of just desires of the flesh, right? Desires of the flesh, the pride, pride of life, right? Um, the different things that try to captivate our thinking so that it is taken away from the understanding of, of, of the one true God, biblical understanding. And so, the purpose of that is to entice you. If we're talking about kryptonite, it is to entice you. It is to draw you away from something and to something else. So it's drawing you away from God and it's uh, pulling you to the enemy. It's pulling you into sin. It's pulling you deeper down the rabbit hole. But sometimes our kryptonite is disguised as something else and not what it truly is. It's disguised as, well, I'm just living my life. I'm just having fun. I'm just doing me, right? And But what it really is doing is I'm creating soul ties with other people. Man, looking back now, I messed my life up so much, my thinking so much, I messed it all up with following the desires of the flesh that it is taking a while for God to, to renew my mind into right thinking, thinking uh, that lines up with the Bible. Because sometimes we think, oh, well, it's okay to have multiple partners. It's okay to cheat on your significant other, right? But these things are not good for us. They aren't good for the people that we're with, right? And so we are always trying to fight these demons, these battles in our life. And so it's, it's there to try to entice you away from God and bring you to the enemy, bring you deeper down that rabbit hole. It's there to draw us into captivity. If the enemy can just put more chains on us, well, I'm just going to have you struggle with alcohol. Boom. That's a chain to him. I'm going to have you struggle with, with lust, another chain, pride, another chain, drugs, another chain. And then we get, we, we get so bound up by the chains that have us uh, uh, attached to the enemy that it just seems impossible to believe that God can change us and deliver us from the very things that we struggle with, right? And then we have social media and all this other stuff that say, hey, God can't do all that stuff. That stuff, you know, it only happened uh, back in the day. There's other theologies that are out there that try to, what, pull you away from the word of God, the Bible that will, that is the only thing that can actually break the chains that have you bound. What else does, is, is the purpose of the kryptonite? It's there to make us feel as though God can't. God can't deliver you. God can't change you. God can't fix this problem. You've been trying so hard. You've been, you've been, you know, waiting so long. God can't do that. But at the same time, what are we filling our mind with? that's causing this delay. I'm not telling you that you're doing something to cause this delay. No, because sometimes things are just happening in our life and it's not because we're doing something wrong, but it, it, it could be because of the, the cards we were dealt, the life we were brought into, the family we were brought into, the mindset that we grew up with. There's so many factors, but the enemy wants you to think that God can't 
change these very things about you that he says he can change. And so you have one group of people that says God can do it. Then you have another group of people that says, uh, no, God can't. So you just have to serve him, but manage your kryptonite, manage your sin, manage your temptations. Right. And that is not a God worth following to me. I told God a long time ago, I said, look, you're, you're either the God of this Bible or you're not. You can either do it or you can't, right? You're either God all by yourself or you're not. And he proved himself mighty in my life. And so I was like, okay, you can do this. And in my life, I've seen him do it time and time again, but it takes some stuff, some effort on my part. So how do we dismantle the kryptonite? How do we get to a place to where the kryptonite is no longer a kryptonite in our life? We have to one, know that God is capable. We have to believe that the God we serve is the God that we serve. I think so many times we have uh, different types of viewpoints about God. Yes, I know he's all of that, but he's not all that for me. Yes, I know he's done this for those people, but he probably won't be able to do it to me because, right? And so we have to understand, we have to really begin to know the God that we serve. Like, do we really even know him? There's so many different sides to him. He's so phenomenal. He's so amazing. And it'll take our entire lifetime to barely scratch the surface of understanding who he is as God. And so if we don't understand that, that he is, is capable to do what he said he can do in the word of God, then there's a problem already. We can't go any further until we even say, okay, God, I believe that you are the God of the Bible. Second thing is we have to allow him into every area of our life. He's not going to go into an area of your life that you don't want him to, right? If you're like, God, this is how I want to live my life. I want to keep this kryptonite. He's going to say, okay, fine. It's going to really hinder you. It's going to hinder the way you think about me. It's going to hinder your, your view of Christianity. And then you're going to spread that viewpoint with everyone else, which causes what? confusion because you have groups of people that say God can do this, but he can't do that. Right. And so now we have so many different, uh, theological viewpoints of Christianity, but there should only be one. There's so many because people aren't letting him into every area of their life and allowing God to do that transformational, uh, work in them that he wants to. Now I get frustrated sometimes when people say that, well, there's something that you're doing that's not allowing God to do what he needs to do. Because there's, there's times when we're doing all that we know how to do. We are trying, we're doing all that we know how to do. And it just seems to be, we aren't getting that breakthrough that we're wanting. Press on, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Don't compare yourself to me. Uh, don't compare yourself because that is a way of just, getting yourself in a place of being stuck and frustrated and just being fed up with God because we're always comparing ourselves and our lives to other people. Okay. Um, side note, uh, people's Instagram pictures there, that is not their life. Okay. That's a portion of their life. That's what they want you to see, but you don't know everything about their life. So please do not envy other people, uh, as far as what they have. 
Be comfortable with what you have now. Press on towards just saying, God, you know what? I don't know what's going on. Don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm trusting you and your timing. And there's things in your life that maybe he wants you to change things in your life that maybe you need to work on. And that takes time. So be okay with that process. The third thing is we have to say yes to the Holy Spirit. So we get to a place where we know God is capable. We're choosing to believe that he is the God of the Bible. We're allowing him to into the areas of our life, um, into every area of our life. And then the Holy Spirit begins to convict us on something. Do we yield to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, yeah, you can have your way in this area of my, of my life. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will convict you and you'll just feel this like nudge on the inside of you to where it's like, the Holy Spirit is saying, I could change that area. And that manifestation of, of that feeling may be when you're having those thoughts, you just start crying, right? Because the Holy Spirit is working on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit, like God is knocking at your door and he's saying, can you open it, right? What are you going to do? Are you going to shut it off? Say, I'm not going to cry. Nope. I don't know. I'm just going to sit here and just chill. Like, no, I'm not going to go there. Or when you say, you know what? I'm going to give in to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. If I'm going to cry, fine. I'm going to cry. I'm going to let it out. I'm going to speak to God and I'm going to say, God, I don't know what you're trying to do, but I think you're telling me that you want to work on this area or that this area needs work. So God, I'm giving you permission to change that, to, to have your way in, in my life and, and, and clean up this area. Yes, I'm scared. Yes, I'm worried. Yes, I'm concerned. Yes, I'm terrified that, that, that my life is going to be flipped upside down. I may, and you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to have regrets about it later, but you know what, God, I'm trusting that you are the God that of, of, of the universe, that you are Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom. You are everything, Father God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I'm going to trust you. I'm going to take a leap of faith in this area in my life. And the fourth thing is don't allow the enemy to chain you up again. When God sets you free from something and you're like, boom, yes, I'm going to do this. God, um, I just gave this area to you. I believe that you broke those chains in my life. Now I got to walk it out. The enemy is like, okay, all right. I am going to just try to throw some kryptonites at her. I'm going to throw some darts at her. I'm going to put some thinking in their mind to make them think that it didn't work. uh, You aren't changed. You're never going to change. You're going to go back. Those thoughts are not your own. Let me tell you something. The moment God does something in your life, the enemy starts to plant these thoughts in your mind. You know, those thoughts that say, Oh man, like, I don't know if this is going to work out. What are my friends going to think? What like, I don't. And it's like all of these doubtful thoughts that are pulling you, enticing you away from God and to the enemy. We have to take those thoughts captive to the obedience of of Christ, but we have to also understand that those thoughts literally, literally are not our own. But so many times we think that they're our own. Come on. I've been there. We think that they're our own because it sounds like us. It feels like us. It's, it, it, it feels like 
the thoughts we would normally have, but the enemy's been knowing you. The enemy's been following you. The enemy's been enticing you. The enemy's been putting thoughts in your mind to, to keep you trapped. So we have to break free from that bondage and begin to say, God, teach me who I really am in you. Because you know what? I don't know who that person is. I don't know who, who, who saved Jessica is set free. Jessica is, I don't know who delivered Jessica is. I don't know who right mindset Jessica is. I don't know who, who, who full of wisdom Jessica is. I don't know that girl, but God teach me your ways. And part of it is just saying, you know, I'm going to believe the word over my thoughts and my feelings. I'm going to speak the word, those affirmations of who I am in Christ Jesus. I'm going to speak that into my life when those thoughts come and, 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 and try to bury me back again into the rabbit hole where I once was just stuck. So choose, choose to believe who God said he is, that he can do all that he said he can do. He's a good God. He's an amazing God. And whatever the kryptonite is in your life, it can be totally dismantled. It can be totally dismantled, but it takes two to tango. You have to give it to God. He will set you free from it. He will equip you to overcome it. He will give you ways of a, of escape when the enemy comes in like a flood to try to do damage in your life. But you have to take that way of escape. You have to apply the word of God. You have to say yes to the Holy Spirit. You have to believe that God is who he said he is. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than Struggle. Please uh, if you're checking me out on the podcast, I want you to give me five stars, leave me a review, uh, and share this. I love you guys. See you later.